welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Greg Prince brings the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly. This week I'd like to continue our tribute to Gary Tattoo, who founded and ran Harvest House with his wife Linda for more than 20 years. Gary passed away in early November, and it took me a little while to dig through the archives and find some of the conversations we had over the years. Last week, we went back to 1993 when they founded Harvest House. This week, it's 2004, and the tattoos have had another building donated to them on Jefferson Avenue. So Kevin Keenan and I invited them back to give us an update. Our topic today, Harvest House. Harvest House has a uh, uh, long history, uh, over 10 years now, but really before that, uh, and uh, we'll backtrack for those of you who aren't familiar with Harvest House. Its founders, Gary and Linda Tattoo, are joining us today on Western New York Catholic Weekly. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, now, Linda, uh, a few years back, five years back actually, you wrote a book, Five Years of Faith, The Harvest House story. Since then, you've had another five years of faith and uh, are still going. Were the last five years as eventful as the first five years? Um, no. Uh, the first five years were uh, filled with struggles. Uh, the next five years were filled with joy. And now... Um but everybody keeps asking, I'm going to write another book. <laughs> I don't know if you have to have bad times to write the book or not, but... Are you? Going to write another book? Mm-hmm. I don't know. With our new ministry center, I might. I might. Uh, Gary, would you care to just uh, tell the brief synopsis again for uh, how Harvest House came about, just for folks who aren't familiar? Brief? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the brief version okay. of a long story. Right. Uh, my wife and I suddenly felt God tugging on us to do something. And so we came across the derelict church, and we felt that he wanted us to buy it. So we sold our house in Williamsville, bought it, moved in, and said, okay, God, now what? Uh, time to fill it. And we went about our ways of uh, fixing it up a little bit and waiting to see what came in the door. And now, 10 and a half, 11 years later, we have up to 2,000 people a month using the building. So it's... Uh, I guess it was the right decision. <laughs> I think it was the right decision. Uh, some of the ministries that have developed uh, since the time you bought Harvest House, Linda? Uh, well, uh, like Gary said, we just kind of let God fill the building. The very first thing that came uh, was uh, the youth department of the diocese asked if they could hold a retreat there. And we said, sure, and decided, well, now we're a retreat center. <laughs> and... Uh, so we are we are a retreat center. We are a spirituality center, community center. We're open to anybody in the uh, community that needs space, uh, block clubs, support groups, Girl Scouts. But we're heavily on youth retreats. Um, and that very first retreat that called to come still comes every week for one week every year. And we're just so proud because all brothers and sisters of the group that came that first year are coming. And it's just very... Um, fulfilling. Plus, we found a need to give away free baby and children's items and uh, started a program there five years ago. had 15 agencies, and now we help um, over 200 agencies, and we'll probably hit 4,000 kids this year that have gotten free items from us. Where is Harvest House located? Harvest House is in Seneca Street in South Buffalo. It's a former South Presbyterian church. And what's the complex like there? Um, it's, uh, it's a very big church 
Uh, it was a Protestant church, so there's a lot of Sunday school rooms, which we now use for meeting rooms. It was just perfect for us. It's not too big uh, that we can't take care of it. Uh, it's not too big that Gary couldn't get up on the roof and check it out. Uh, um, and then we actually put an addition on it, which is now our baby and children's ministry. So we're up to 23,000 square feet. 24,000. 24. But who's counting? What, <laughs> did, what did the two of you do before you had this calling? I was a self-employed building contractor, which is what made it work mm -hmm. because so much needed to be done. We put over 400,000 materials into it alone, which if I had to hire people to do that, we would have been over a million dollars. So that sort of helped it to work out. Yeah. Before I married Gary, I worked in a hospital in the computer department. Uh, when I married Gary, I moved from Pittsburgh to Buffalo. He said, I don't want you to work. I want you to be available for me, a little bit of chauvinistic attitude. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, ladies, I work very hard now. But um, actually, I helped him in his construction business. I did errands, and I even was roofing and siding along with him. Uh, but I called myself a professional volunteer. I volunteered everywhere. Good practice, then. Yeah. The <laughs> no, I appreciate my volunteers tremendously. Now, uh, around this time last year, uh, one of the many miracles of Harvest House, you were able to pay off your mortgage early. Praise God. <laughs> um, <laughs> Seven years ahead of schedule. Which is interesting since the, the building doesn't really have a steady flow of income, does it? I mean, you make yourselves available, uh, and if the group can't pay, you make yourself available. And, Correct. Uh, so uh, that's, uh, that's quite a task. Uh, but that didn't allow you the opportunity to rest, did it? No. <laughs> For two weeks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on October 4th, um, we paid off our mortgage, had a big celebration. My wife did her first PowerPoint presentation. We had a, in, invited in our uh, supporters, both uh, with man hours and with money, and showed them that the change over the years. And even we were impressed sitting back and looking at this thing. You sort of forget from day to day where you came from 10 years ago. And we immediately the next day hired uh, June to work in the office for us and do a little cleaning and whatever came Use up. Use that so. mortgage money. <laughs> yep. So now we have uh, hopefully a few extra hours to spend. And then on November 12th, I got my first Social Security check. So now theoretically we have a few extra dollars to spend on those few extra hours. And the next day somebody donated to us the city block of North Division, Jefferson, Eagle, Grosvenor. It's the block that blew up in the propane explosion 20 years ago. Wow. So it's a totally empty, vacant block with the exception of a 29,000-square-foot building. And I said, nope, we don't want it. Uh, we're content now. We've paid off our mortgage. We're going to coast. Uh, we've paid our dues. Now it's time to relax. And uh, it wasn't God's plan. Um, the fellow that was uh, making this available to us insisted that we look at it, and I know him personally, and he wouldn't do anything bad for us. So I thought, well, we'll go take a look at it anyway. But uh, one look at it, I just knew that uh, the potential was there. It's 29,000 square feet. There's no steps. It's just flat, all concrete building. Um, the potential was enormous. Had no idea what we'd do with it, though. And try to convince your board you want to take over another location <clears throat> that you don't know what you're going to do with it or what it's going to cost to hold it on the winter. You have to still heat it because of the sprinkler system. You have to have the phone because of the alarm system. And, uh, and what do you want to do with it? I don't know. Uh, how long is it going to take before you do know? I don't know. 
and why, I think God's calling us to do it. And um, based on our track record with Harvest House, they finally reluctantly said, okay, and uh, they hadn't even seen it. And we had to close on it in 12 days in order to make it tax-exempt. And because originally that block was all individual 30-foot lots and stuff, the uh, title search was the size of a phone book. And we had to do an environmental study because there used to be a car dealer there. We still came in a day ahead of time. And uh, we closed on that in 11 days, which is a miracle in itself. So what's the future of that property for you? Well, the condition that it was given to us was that we do something good for the neighborhood. So our baby ministry has totally outgrown its space uh, at the Seneca Street location. So we hope to move that down into the new location. It will be four times larger. Have a waiting area. And, yes, um, we had a meeting with um, Catholic Charities, and they just said, we need a space to do a furniture bank where people can donate furniture and people can receive free furniture. So that's gotten plugged in. I there. guess that um, many people have tried furniture banks. Many people get furniture donated, but they just don't have the space to hold it. So that's what they were um, excited about, is that we actually have how many? 5,000 square feet? 6,000 square 6, feet? 6,000 square feet for that. That we can hold for this furniture bank. And then uh, we, uh, with Sheehan cutting back or closing, not quite sure what the status is there, and so many little neighborhood medical centers have been closing down. Um, the Geneva B. Scruggs, a, a major one, uh, closed up. So we looked into that, and we decided that there was a definite need to do uh, some health care for uninsured people. Um, and so we started, I think, talking to different doctors and stuff. And we found out that, okay, they don't need just a little medical center. They need dental. Uh, even if you have insurance, very seldom does it cover dental. And you can take a, a person that's got a great personality, good education and everything else, and if their front teeth are ragged out, it's very hard to have, get a good job. So we got to work on dental. And one thing led to the next where um, we just figured we've got to put in something major that's going to include all the other things. Um, an eye clinic with, you know, People can't fill out medical forms if they can't can't see, so we need that. And, and I, I want a, a, a hearing clinic because I need hearing aids and can't afford them. Um, our board says we better put a psychiatric department in there that I can be the first client for that. And it just keeps growing and growing as the things that we see that are, are needed and necessary. Um, so all of those things are on the drawing board. And then we sat down with um, a friend of mine from Erie Community College, and he said, well, you need a college, or you need a, an education program that we can get people into jobs, get them in the job market, and then we can really start changing the neighborhood by uh, getting people jobs. So, okay, now we're into this. It's just one thing leads to the next. <laughs> well, it has in your entire uh, uh, 10 years of existence so far. We're talking about Harvest House with Linda and Gary Tattoo. Uh, I would put a plug in here again before we take a short break for Linda's book, Five Years of Faith. Linda, where can folks find a copy of that book besides from yourselves? 
Boy, I'd like to say the library, but I don't know that that's even going to be open oh, pretty yes, soon. That's, that's true. It's really sad, but it is at the library and it's available at Harvest House. We're going to take a short break here on Western New York Catholic Weekly as we continue to honor the memory of Gary Tattoo, who passed away in early November. He founded Harvest House with his wife, Linda, back in 1993. We heard about that last week on the program. We'll continue this interview from 2004 in just a moment. The December issue of the Western New York Catholic is now available at your local parish. Daybreak TV Productions of the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo invites you to join them as they present Stories for Christmas, Sunday, December 17th at 1 p.m., and again Christmas night, December 25th at 11 p.m. on WKBW-TV Channel 7. Father Paul Sio will be joined by Bishop Richard Malone and others who make a difference in our community as they share their Stories for Christmas, Sunday, December 17th at 1 p.m., and again Christmas night, December 25th at 11 p.m. on WKBW-TV Channel 7. You're listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly. I'm Greg Prince along with Kevin Keenan. We're talking about Harvest House on the program today. Gary and Linda Tattoo are joining us. They have a second facility. Now, does it have a specific name or? The uh, Harvest House Ministry Center because it's a unique one-stop center um, with all the programs that are going to be in it. We hope that it's going to be, we feel it's going to be a model for the nation and bring recognition to the city of Buffalo. Uh, As you mentioned during the first segment, that this is the site of the North Division Street explosion, right. which was 20 years ago. What, what, what symbol is coming out of this? Where you know this is a this is an eight, a lot in the city of several lots in the city of Buffalo where some very heroic firefighters lost their lives, mm-hmm. and it's just been fallow for a long time. Now. Harvest House comes in and, and, and is bringing a new life. What, what, what do you get out of this from that standpoint? Do you, do you, do you, or do you read into this? Well, it's sort of rising from the ashes mm-hmm. uh, type of thing. Um, since the explosion and the devastation there were wiped out, you know, many, many homes and everything else, um, every day I run into somebody who was there or a relative was there, and I hear more and more stories, and it's just incredible God's hand in that explosion to the point of only seven people were killed. Uh, a fire truck got lost getting there, so they weren't there. Uh, and I keep thinking, was this being held for 20 years for us to come along? Uh, that seems uh, quite a... One, one good thing that came out of the fire, if, if anything could be called good, is that the, the area has been revitalized. Mm-hmm. It's all brand new homes down there. And they're very excited that our building right now is probably the, one of the worst buildings in the area. So they're happy that we're going to be redoing that to fit in with their community. Um, we are going to have a fireman's memorial or an actual memorial. I don't want to say fireman because there are two civilians lost and people seem to forget about them. Hmm. So for the seven people who lost their lives, we're going to have a, a memorial on the property. you got a lot going into the new facility. Mm-hmm. Um how are you going to pay for this one? <laughs> <laughs> well, sort of like the last one. On our one. knees. Yes, very good. That's a good place um, to start and finish. I have been preaching for 10 years that if you're going to make a moral decision, you cannot let money be a factor, that God will take care of it. Now, going to a bank and saying we want to borrow money and saying God will pay it back, uh, they look at you rather strange, strangely. 
But um, we have a who do you know campaign, and uh, we need just about everything. We need volunteers. We need equipment. We need supplies. We need some ongoing money. We need some major money for renovations and we hope to even add on and, and fill out, build out the whole block and just make this a, a true center for uh, people in need. Um, but the Who Do You Know campaign, uh, forgot to wear our button this morning. <laughs> it's, uh, we this is radio. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> right. right. Yes, right. okay, nobody will notice. Well, everybody knows somebody. I mean, most people have a dentist or they have an eye doctor or whatever or know somebody. And we want, we want people to contact other people and make them aware of what we're doing. And uh, we hope to open three dental chairs by the end of the year, or at least in January. And we already have the chairs and some equipment, but we need a lot more instruments. And we need somebody ongoing to supply, um, you know, the, staff. The, the materials you need, staffing. We're looking for people that can, uh, willing to work a three-hour-a-week shift. Um, and it's who do you know? If you just ask everybody, um, you know, who do you know that can help us with the eye clinic? Who do you know that can help with this? Who do you know that would like to be a major supporter? Uh, you know, we're happy to go meet to, with anybody, talk with anybody. There's a lot of people that uh, came out of Buffalo that have been successful in Hollywood and New York, and perhaps they'd like to give back to their community. But we need to get uh, into the front door. You just can't go in blind and say, I see, I hear you grew up uh, on the east side. Would you like to give back? We need somebody to introduce us to that person. We'll share our enthusiasm if you get us a, a meeting. Why don't we give your phone number right now? So if somebody out there knows somebody and they want to get in touch with you, and we'll give it out again at the end. But what's your phone number for Eight, Harvest House? 825-0929. 825-0929. And what's the website address? Harvesthouse.ws, as in website. What's your timeline with uh, the Harvest House Ministry Center? Where do things stand today? And as you head into the end of the year and starting to look to 2005, what's, uh, what's the time, timeline? Well, we've learned through Harvest House that um, everything happens in God's time. We had hoped to start uh, to break ground this fall. That's obviously not going to happen. Um, so we're starting to open interim things in the existing building. And uh, we're just, we really hope that next year we can break ground. But uh, we're just going to let God be the guide on that and just try and follow what he wants us to do. The clinic is already operating, right? Yes, the clinic opened November 5th. It's free. It's open Fridays, 1 to 4, 1.30 to 4.30 every Friday, totally free. And um, now we're going to work on getting education center in there in an interim. So um, we've put a lot of energy and, and uh, more stress than we needed to into this and uh, we saw the quote that God may ask you to wait, but he'll never ask you to worry. And we just have to remember that. Uh, he's there, and we just have to leave it in his hands. Um, things happen that we don't plan on. Somebody called up a couple weeks ago and donated a complete uh, optician store. All the equipment, 692 frames, <clears throat> boxes of lenses and everything else. So, okay. Now we'll go look for volunteers and we'll open that. So it's whatever comes along, we, we figure that's what we'll do next. Um, again, we have dentist chairs donated, so I guess that's the next thing we do. Uh, we got an ultrasound machine donated, so we're going to start making use of that. And then and we had ultrasonographers call and say that they'd like to work. Two days later, two volunteers for it. <laughs> so had no idea we had the equipment. 
we just got some audiology equipment donated. Okay, that, I guess that's our next step. So we just keep moving along, and uh, when somebody comes in and drops a million bucks well, in our saying, lap, we'll start doing <laughs> some major renovations. In the campaign, you call who do you know? People can get a chance to know you as well, right? Coming up in a couple of weeks, December fourth. Uh, we're having an open house at the building. Uh, it's basically for the medical center, but we'd love to tell you everything that's going to go in there. Um, one one exciting thing about the open house on uh, December fourth is at eleven a.m. we're going to have a prayer circle. We're trying to get all uh, everybody to come join hands and circle the building and just cover it in prayer for whatever God wants to happen there. The baby and children's ministry is moving from Harvest House to the Harvest House Ministry Center. Yes. So right. what does that all open up for you? to do at Harvest House. Additional meeting space, okay. which we desperately need. Maybe it'll become a support center where the groups that come weekly um, can meet out there. They've, they've been a little bit of a problem in the past when you've had a week-long group and then you have your support groups in the middle using the dining room or another room. So that'll work out real, real well. Plus, if you don't need the entire building, you can have your meeting out there too. Life is a series of transitions. I'd like you to talk about the transition from your previous lives to Harvest House, and then you're in another transition as you get larger and are able to serve more people. You know, we had a gorgeous house in the suburbs, and uh, when we first talked about moving, and even when we first moved into Harvest House, I, I missed my front porch, I missed my bird bath, I missed my bird feeder and watching the birds, and I just missed so much, but now it's like it never existed. It's like we never had a life before Harvest House. That That's true. It's it's funny. Um, we mentioned earlier that we paid off the mortgage and it was time to coast and relax. I also noticed at that time I was sleeping in a little later in the morning and um, just not accomplishing as much during the day and almost thinking whether did I have a um, purpose. Well, no more of you know. Was there something medically wrong with me that mm-hmm. I'm just you know getting lethargic and so on and so forth. And then along comes this, this new, <laughs> right, that's, that's Social Security, it does it to you all the time. Uh, all of a sudden along comes a new venture, and I'm, I'm wide awake by 5 o'clock in the morning, and I just force myself to stay in bed for another hour. And I'm just, it just brings a whole new life and energy. And I've just realized that, you know, you need that challenge, you need, uh, I, we've become too complacent where we were. And I thought, okay, it's, it's time to relax. Well, hopefully we have many years left and we have time for another project. And it's just the excitement of, of seeing these miracles all over. We have so many miracles happening at Harvest House. You but. Get, you get used to it. And but we can't do this alone. We're no. tired. We are really <laughs> overextended. We need help. And um, that's also um, something new for us because we've always done everything ourselves from uh, buying the roll of toilet paper to uh, – you know, writing the checks, everything has been Gary and Linda, and now we have to, to give it over to other people to help us. So we're going to learn in that aspect, but mm-hmm. we have to do it. People have an opportunity to visit your new facility on Saturday, December 4th, uh, if they gather at 11 a.m., uh, prayer circle around the building. People can uh, visit your current facility, the original Harvest House. Uh, Good Time is the third Friday of each month. Uh, You have a special concert series, right? Mm -hmm. Um, December, we're going to have um, Simon's Angels, 
and the concerts start at 7.30, and afterwards we have refreshments and socialization, and they're free. Um, We're also open, though, very much so to just a, a private tour, just give a call anytime, you know, day or night, and usually we're there, uh, and we're happy to just take people through on a one-on-one tour or whatever. The phone number again? Eight two five zero nine two nine. Or on the internet? Harvest House, harvesthouse.ws website. Very nice. Gary and Linda Tattoo, our guests on Western New York Catholic Weekly this week. Good luck with the new venture. Thank you. Thank you. But Senior David Lee, our former director of communications for the diocese, was a longtime friend of the tattoos who used to attend his Newman community in Williamsville. After his homily at Gary's funeral, Monsignor Lee shared that when he was on their board and Gary brought the news of the Jefferson Avenue property, he thought it was a bad idea and advised against it, then praised Gary for taking another leap of faith and not listening to him. Indeed, Western New York has lost a great man of faith in Gary Tattoo. I'm glad we got to know each other, and I hope you enjoyed and maybe were a little bit inspired by our small tribute these past two weeks. Thanks for being with us. The December issue of the Western New York Catholic is now available at your local parish. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. If you have a comment about this week's program or need more information about anything you hear on Western New York Catholic Weekly, Call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org. Our email address again is radio at buffalodiocese.org or call 847-8744. You can visit the Western New York Catholic and the Diocese of Buffalo online at buffalodiocese.org. And be sure to join Greg Prince again next week for Western New York Catholic Weekly.